0: and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about failed relationships. So if you have a very type A perfectionistic personality and you live in a world that tells you how important love is and having someone to spend the rest of your life with, you likely value and want more than anything else in the world, a successful relationship. And you are terrified of having a failed relationship. So many of us get stuck In not being able to commit or move forward because we're afraid, we could fail. And fear of failure can really cripple us in a lot of aspects of life. Like we might have a sport in high school we wanted to play. Like maybe we wanted to do soccer. That you were really afraid that you might not get on the team. So you just didn't try out at all. Or maybe you were afraid of not getting the job you want or failing at a certain class. So you just avoided applying or taking the class. Now we see sometimes the fear of failure. Holding us back from things that we want in little areas of life, let alone relationships. The one area that we've been told matters more than anything else. And not just relationships, but the one relationship. That relationship that's supposed to last your whole life. So when I talk often to my clients, One of the biggest fears that comes up that's been keeping them stuck is the fear of having a failed relationship. And I want to talk to you guys about this today, about failed relationships. And I want to keep a few different aspects in mind as we explore this, which is one, failure in terms of past relationships that have ended. Like maybe you have a relationship that you look back on and you just think, man, we screwed that up or we failed because it didn't work. It's over. Or some of us don't even have that past relationship to look to. Maybe this is the main relationship we've really ever been in, but we might look back to certain times or things we've done. Moments where maybe we didn't act our best and label that as a failure. Or moments where our partner didn't handle the way we think think they should have, didn't handle things the right way. And label the relationship as a failure for that reason. We might look at the past of this relationship and assume that means it's just headed to failure in the future. Or we might just be worrying about the future. And not sure what the future holds for our relationship and anticipating failure. So I think the first thing to ask yourself is what do you define as a failed relationship? What does that mean? Is it never breaking up? Never Getting divorced, never fighting, always being kind to one another. Does it have such high standards as you should always feel butterflies and always be attracted to them and always be excited to see them, or it's failed? What does a failed relationship mean to you? Often, what I hear failed relationship is one that is unhappy and ends in divorce. And I think it's so interesting because I think there's so much nuance to relationships. And we can't just bucket them in this broad term. And there's a few reasons why we like to do this. So our brains are very black and white, and we like to be able to interpret the world very quickly. The easier we can make judgments, the faster our brain can move on. So if we can just label a relationship as a success or a failure, then our brain feels like it can move on to the next thing and know what to do next. And I want to offer that looking at relationships in this way, while it might be easy or convenient, is not always the most useful. So first, I think it's important to kind of test for you is when you think about a relationship as failed, like when you look at moments in your past relationship and in the past of your relationship as a failure, or you look at past relationships as a failure or anticipate failure in the future. How does it feel? Does it motivate you? Drive you to work more towards that successful relationship? If so, great. Use it. But if you are like me, and thinking about a failed relationship feels heavy, Feels discouraging, maybe hopeless, or stressful, or pressured, it might not be the most useful way to look at it. And I want to offer you a few reasons why I think we do ourselves a disservice to simply put relationships in the bucket of successful or failed. So the first thing is whenever we're determining something as a success or a failure, we're making a judgment call. So if you think about in terms of a competition, let's say Dance. <laughs> when we decide this is the winner of the dance competition, this person scored the highest. We make the judges make some judgments about the dancer. This part of her form was right, um, her jumps looked good, or this person wasn't on time with the music. <laughs> we make different judgments that then roll out into, okay, this is the winner of the competition. Now, dance is a little more nuanced, but a lot of sports have a very clear cut, okay, you're running track, 400 meter, who's the fastest? We time it, whoever gets the least amount of time, that is the winner. So in order to have a winner, we have to have someone that is measuring or judging it. And when we are looking at, when we're talking about failed relationships, a lot of times this is us making judgment of ourselves and even other people's relationships. I think we'd be surprised how much our opinions and judgments of other people's relationships are influencing the way we look at our own. So if you maybe find yourself looking at other relationships with a critical eye and thinking they should treat each other different, or they're not romantic enough, or, oh, yeah, their relationship ended. That means they failed. Or maybe on vice versa, if we are looking at other relationships as successful and like, wow, they do this and they do that, and we're passing that judgment on them without knowing all the detailed nuance of the relationship. We're just making a call based on whether the status is together or not, or based on one conversation that we saw, or we might blanket our own relationship or past one's has failed just because of the end outcome of not being together or because of one conversation that didn't go so well. We look at ourselves through this critical eye and then blanket label other relationships and our own. And in using that judgment brain, we are also training ourselves to look at our relationship that way, right? To judge our relationship as successful or not successful. And while I'm all for like learning from other people's relationships and learning what you want and don't want, I think when we are constantly trying to put people in that bucket, it then on the other hand, we start doing that to ourselves and trying to prove our relationship one way or the other and figuring out what bucket we fit in. So it's a very black and white way to look at our relationships. Another reason I feel like it's not super useful. Is when we limit, when we label something as a failure or success, we are limiting our room for growth and learning. Yep. <laughs> when you just write something off as a failure, you don't reflect. You just kind of tend to shut down a little bit more. Because I know for me, thinking even outside of the relationship, whenever I look at anything, I approach in life is oh, but that was a failure. Did that wrong. I either like try to ignore and hide it, or I want to hyper analyze every little thing and how to and try to fix it. <laughs> Neither of which feel great because both are coming from this energy of I'm a failure and I need to beat myself up <laughs> in order to fix it. And that beating and tearing yourself down not only does not inspire you to improve or actually learn, actually just really makes you more hesitant to go out and try again. And if we put something in the success bucket where we're like, yep, our relationship's successful, now what we're doing is we're restricting ourselves from actually seeing areas and room for growth. Like if we've just decided, yeah, it's successful, then we don't see any need to improve more or find areas to work on it. And so to label ourselves that way is limiting. Much like almost to say a sports team were to win their game and be like, yep, we've won. And then that was it. We move on and don't do anything with it. Like that was a success And then they don't look at how did each individual play go? How did I execute here? Where were we maybe not in sync? And this is what professional athletes do, right? Is they break down their performance afterwards. They don't just simply write it off as that was a win. Yay. And that's it. It's like, no, but like, let's understand what went right here and what didn't in order to improve for the next game. And because they know that's how they're ultimately going to put themselves in the best position to win more games, to continue to have success. And so often I think success and failure feels like this thing just outside of us because we're not willing to reflect on what is working. How did I create this thing that is working so well? And what are the aspects I want to improve we just kind of blanket label it and move on or overanalyze from trying to beat ourselves up. So when we look at something as a loss, it's interesting because we actually have as humans, what's called a loss of bias. So what this means is, you know, naturally when we like feel like we won or we had a success, it feels good. And when we feel lost, it feels bad. But Like, let's say you were to win $100. Um, That feels good. But losing $100 actually feels twice as bad. So as good as that win might have felt, right, to win $100, we actually tend to feel even worse to lose the exact same amount. Which is so crazy because you would just assume, you know, it's the same amount of money. So the amount of pain winning or losing pain or pleasure would be about the same. But we're actually more motivated to avoid the losing than to pursue the winning. Because of loss bias, because the pain feels more intense of losing... We are more motivated to avoid loss than pursue win. So what that means in terms of a relationship is as much as you want to have a successful, thriving, long-term relationship, as much as that might motivate you, the fear of a failed relationship might be two times as painful in your brain so we might want that successful relationship but not as much as we want to avoid the failed relationship that scares us that sounds way more painful than getting the thing we actually want so when we're looking at it in these terms of okay if my relationship meets x y and z then it's successful and if it doesn't then it's failed now we've created this dynamic of okay you could lose losing's at stake here so we need to avoid this at possibly all costs (laughs) so we avoid working towards that thing we really want because we're so afraid of failure because it sounds like it would hurt And so this is one reason I think it's useful to not look at our relationship in such simple terms as it could fail or succeed because that failure can actually drive us away from the thing we really want because we're so scared of losing and scared of getting hurt. Another reason just using these blanket label terms of success or failure I also don't find useful is because a lot of times what we do is we want to use our past to define our future so maybe we might look at our past and say our parents relationship was failed and then we use that to mean okay so I'm not going to have a successful relationship my relationship is going to fail moving forward or my last relationship failed because it ended If you have had the experience of being in multiple relationships that have ended and you're using the definition of my relationship needs to last forever in order to be successful and then you're looking to your past to define what's possible in the future, now all of a sudden you feel limited in what you can create in the future. Because the reality is only one relationship can last from its start until the end of your life. Only one relationship can meet that standard. So if we're defining our capacity for whats what we're capable of based on past relationships, then it might not ever seem available or possible to us because it could only happen once. And we're trying to use our past as evidence to prove, look, see, I, I could do this a lot of times. This is how we as humans a lot of times believe in ourselves is looking at, okay, I poured this glass of milk before, I can do it again. Or i tied my shoes a million times before, I can do it again, right? We don't even think twice about these things. But this becomes problematic when we're using, trying to use past relationships to prove what's going to happen in this one, right? Past relationships have ended, now we think that's all we're capable of is more failed relationships. So even looking at our past relationships as failed might not really serve you moving into the future. And ultimately, if you're very perfectionistic and afraid of failure and only okay with success, our fear of failure might cause us to avoid playing the game altogether. We might become so overly cautious in relationships and with love that we might avoid moving forward in them or even avoid entering them altogether. Ultimately, because we don't want to look stupid, and we don't want other people to judge us. We're afraid of what other people might think of us if we have a failed relationship, how they might think less of us as a person. And I think this is something to ask yourself is even what do you think it means about you if you have a failed relationship? Because when we start labeling our relationships as we failed, now we start making it mean things like something's wrong with me or I'm unlovable or I'm not worthy of a relationship. I'm not safe enough for others to trust. Whatever it is, A lot of times it's not just as simple as, yeah, that relationship didn't work out or it failed. It's, and this means something about me as a person. This means I'm not good enough. So rather than blanket labeling your relationships, other people's relationships as simply success or failure, so an offer is looking less black and white on it and less good or bad and allowing yourself to see more of the nuance like some other things to consider are what is the learning or growth that occurred through the process of that relationship what did i learn who did i become through the process of that relationship What opportunities or experiences came to me with that relationship? How did I shift as a person? How did that experience get me closer to what I want? What did that relationship teach me about love? What did I learn about myself? What went well? What successes and wins did you see? What were the areas for improvement? What are things that you want to practice and do better next time? What are those opportunities that you see? And when we start asking ourselves these kind of questions, rather than like simply labeling it as I failed, And using that to determine what's available to us moving forward is allowing ourselves to genuinely see the growth. To see how we had success and wins in relationships that didn't last till death. Or maybe learning from it in a way that can better serve us going forward. That that very experience in that past relationship that ended might have been the perfect thing to set you up to be more of who you need to be in this relationship. Or even that past experience within this relationship that you don't love the way you handled or the way it went is an opportunity for you both to become closer To improve and grow together. We all have different ideas of what success means in a relationship. We all have different ideas of what failure looks like. And ultimately, it's up to us of whether or not we're going to label our relationships that way of whether or not we're gonna live our life in fear of having a failed relationship, or if we are going to just be grateful for the different experiences along the path of our life and to know that the pursuit of what we are looking for, that relationship you are really wanting to create, matters more than our fear of other people looking at it as a failure. More than our fear of what could possibly happen in the future is that desire to have that relationship that we ultimately really want. All right, thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. Bye.